We have a blessing of life, each and every one of us. As we know, every day above ground is a good day. Every day that we are able to, to wake up to, to a new reality that, that belongs to us. That's what's incredible. Hashem, Hashem is the one who gives us. That's why we say, Modeani. We thank Hashem because Hashem gives us the gift of life. No matter what we've done, that's what's incredible about the chesed that Hashem does. That even if we rebel against Him, even if we go against Him, even if we do things, thank you very much, even if we do things against Hashem, and even if we don't act the way we know we're supposed to, Hashem gives us another chance, and Hashem loves us and cares and and has patience for us. That's the Pshat Rabbah and Munasef that we say every morning when we when we get out of bed, even before we get out of bed. Ah, I just thought about that. Ah, I just thought of a great shot. Thank you, Hashem. I just thought of a great thing. What, when do we say Moda'ani? We say Moda'ani where we're still lying in bed. Right? And what do we say while we're still lying in bed? We say, Rabba Amunasecha. Which means Hashem has faith in us even before we got out of bed. Right? It could be... It could have been that Chazal would have set it up that you get out of bed and then after you get out of bed then you wash Nagelvasar and then you say oh, <coughs> Hashem Hashem has faith in me. But no. You hear that? Is that unbelievable? The shot is that Hashem says Rabba I have faith in you even while you're still laying in bed. Even if you're still in bed. Even if you still have not gotten yourself together yet, even if you're going to end up staying in bed, <laughs> Hashem says, Rabbi Munasecha, I still have faith in you. I still love you. I still believe in you. That's total, total, total belief in another person. When you believe in someone, you don't believe in them when they're doing well. That's not called believing in someone. To believe in someone who's doing great, that's not believing. You don't believe in, in, uh, in people who are successful. That's not believing them. You believe in people who are unsuccessful. You believe in someone who is not doing well, and you say, I believe in you. I have emuna. I have emuna in you when you're not doing well. When things are, when the chips are down, that's when you are... That's when a person's love for somebody else and faith in someone else comes through. Friendships, a, a true friend is not a friend when, when your friend is, is uh, acting and being all you know, great with you. That's not a great friend, that's, that's your good. My friend, I like myself, like I've said that many times. When you like someone who agrees with you, and things are going well when someone agrees with you. So that's not, that's not love for that person. It's you love yourself. So you're happy when people agree with you. It's when someone disagrees with you. It's when you have that roommate, when you have that, that, that child, Mir Tashem, which you'll, you'll have in Mir Tashem, you'll have a child that you might not get along with so, so well. And then you're going to say, well, I'm the father. I will show you. Or are you able to bend to him? Are you able to listen to him? Are you able to, to be able to love and believe 
in Him. When someone's different than, than us. When someone's different than, than us and, and someone's not like us. So are we able to really uh, appreciate and believe and, and connect and find the connection to that person? That's Hilchus Lashon Hara 101. Hilchus Lashon Hara 101 is that why is it wrong? Why is, why is it a problem that that guy is like this and like that? That this person has this problem and this, this person is acting like this and that well, why is there anything wrong? That person has weaknesses. That person has chesronos. That person has things that they're deficient in. I have things that I'm deficient in. We all have things that we're deficient in. We all have things that we're not so good at. But when we say, have a done this called ha'adam, the question is, do we judge the entire person? Are you just hyper-focused on... Are you just hyper-focused on the negative? Or you're looking at the entire picture. When you believe in someone, when Hashem looks at us and He believes in us. Hashem believes in us because He doesn't look at our shortcomings. He doesn't look at how much we failed. He doesn't look at how many things we've done wrong. Hashem looks at us and says, and says, wow, you have so much to you. Okay, you have weaknesses. So what? The Sahara hyper-focuses on negativity. That's what the Sahara does. The Sahara likes to hyper-focus on your negative points. He wants to emphasize your negative. He wants you to look at what you haven't done. He wants to look at what you can't do. He wants to, he wants to hit you in your weak, your weak spot. That's how the Yitzhahara uh, operates. Our job, or one of our jobs, is, to, is for a person to try as best as he can. Our job is for a person to, to take a step back and start a new day and say, how do I, what do I want to look at today? How do I want to look at myself today? How do I want to, how do I want to, you know, and what's, what's most important, what's most important is for a person to really try and, and make decisions and not have things be decided for you, but you make decisions. And you're able to say, I want to choose to look at my roommate, I want to stop for a second. How could I choose to look at my roommate differently? How could I choose to look at my mother, my father, whoever it might be, my spouse, whoever it might be that's in your life, my boss, my whoever it might be. How could I look at my life and my world differently? That's, that's and when a person begins to live like that, when a person sees see someone and right away says, negative, 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 there's something negative. When, when a person does that and he's able to press the, the pause button and say, wait one second, and take a step back and say, okay, one second, one second. Maybe, 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 just maybe, this is an opportunity for me. Maybe this is an opportunity for me to fix myself. You know, maybe it's the greatest blessing, as we know. Hashem shows us things in our life. How else is Hashem going to communicate to us? Hashem communicates to us through other people and through circumstances. And maybe it's the way that Hashem is trying to communicate to us and He's trying to say, I want you to work on this or you want to work on this. You want to work on this, so let me show you this guy. Let me show you this situation and let's see how you're judging this situation. Let's see how you're going to look at the situation. 
Okay, question, comments? And then we will uh, continue in the Hilchus Lashon Hara. We're actually in Hilchus um, Rechilus. Question, comments, please. So if it's really hard yes. for me yes. to feel like feel like I'm much more connected to Hashem. Right. Very straight in that relationship when things are really like hard in life. Right. So like, so that's all good. Like, that kind of makes sense. That what? If it's really strained. Like, because of kind of like whatever we were saying earlier about how it's, it's like when the cards are down, like that's when you trust in somebody. Right. So I like, so I still on like beating like myself up. Like, yeah, like it's hard right now. This is where this is where it is. Like it's right. This is this is the as the Ramchal actually says it in that in love to Hashem, he says it's the mifchan, which means it's a test. It's a test. It it tests a person when 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 things are not are not going well for him. That's when it's that's when it's you know that's that's when we're pushed to to our to our. To, to, that's when it's hard. That's when it's hard for us to really reach deep and say, okay, like, what's my relationship with Hashem? What's my relationship with the person? If someone does something to you, someone does something to you. How do you react to that person? Right? When you love someone and someone does something to you, versus when you don't like someone and that person does something to you. So how do you react? Remember, we have to remember, I, I, I hope this is addressing what you're saying, Yehuda. It's never the situation that's the problem. It's never the situation that's the problem, right? Here, I, I don't know why this scene just came to my head, right? But I don't know if they still do it. Um, but in football, right? I don't, I don't know if they still do it, but I assume they do do it. When, when they're at the end of, whether it's uh, the season or a playoff game, right? So they go ahead and they take the Gatorade. Do they still do that? And they, yeah, Yona, they still do that? And they dump it. They dump it on the guys, on someone, either on the quarterback or on the, the head coach, right? They do that? Okay. So now, what? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So now, so now here, this is, this is let, let, let's, let's, let, let's say someone came, let's say someone came and dumped and dumped a whole thing of water or Gatorade all over your head. You'd be like, you'd be like, bro, what, you'd be so burning mad. Someone came and dumped a whole thing of Gatorade or, or, or water all over you. You'd be angry at them. But the only reason you'd be angry at them is because you don't have context of what happened. If, if you were winning a playoff game, or I don't know when they do it, or you were in, in the NFL, or you were winning a game, and people came and dumped water, you'd be like, yeah, that's a sign of, of like something amazing. It's the, same exact, it's the same exact act that happened to me. Just the context and how I associate and the story that I give to the, to the situation. That is my, the, way I, the way I respond to something. It's never what, you have to remember that. It's never what happens to a person that's the problem. It's always how I interpret what happened to me that is the problem. When I see something in someone that's negative, you want to question yourself, 
why am I being, why does that trigger me so much that that person is doing X, Y, and Z? What's the whole story around the person? When a person begins to do that, and he starts getting insight into himself. And then what happens is, his whole entire life, he's walking around and he's getting tremendous insight into himself. So it's like a party. It's like the Arizal says, it's hard to explain this, but like to think of this level, this high level, the Arizal says that people, now of course we don't want to have this happen to us, but the Arizal says, if a person knew how good it was for him to get embarrassed or for people to, you know, to things not to work out for a person and how good that is for the soul, how good that is for yourself, how, how good that is for you to understand yourself, people would be running around looking for opportunities for, for those things, right? If we would realize how good it is for us when we see negativity or we feel a certain way towards Hashem or something gives us a, a little bit of a, you know, of a, of a, of a struggle, if we knew how good that was for us, we'd be like, we'd be upset when, when things are okay. And we'd be like, okay, bring it on. I want to understand why I have this feeling. I want to understand why I'm upset about this. I want to understand, right? If we know that trigger, a trigger is a treasure. So every time there's a beeping noise, right? When there's a beeping noise, you'd be like, okay, right? You ever see those... I don't know if they have those things either anymore. Those things in the sand, the metal you know, detector. the metal detector. Well, I don't know. Yeah, is that what it is? I don't know. People walking around. I always like wanted to do one of those things where, because as a kid, I remember watching someone on the beach with those things, like, and I was like, wow, like he could actually find the treasure. Like, you know, maybe I could buy one and find the treasure too. So every time it beeps, beep, 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 beep. Oh my gosh, that means there's a treasure. So imagine if we had that attitude. And here I look at this guy and I'm like, oh, I hate that guy. So it's like, beep, 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 beep. That means there's a treasure there. I hate that guy. I get into a fight with someone. Someone, my wife does something. Your spouse, you, what, you don't think you, right? I'm going to say this again. Everyone hear, hear this up well. Underline this if there's one thing you remember. But my roommate I don't love. That's why I hate him. But my wife. And my children, I love them so much, so of course I'm not going to get angry at them. <clears throat> Wrong. That's not true. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. The people we're closest to, we will have even more upsetness as, at. <laughs> if you treat your roommate terrible, you're going to treat your wife even more terrible. That's what's going to happen because that's just life. So if your roommate's triggering you, if your wife, Emir Hashem, will trigger you, Bez Hashem, she will trigger you, and your kids will trigger you, and your boss, and your colleagues, and your this, and if everybody triggers you, right, then, 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 then that means, wow, you have a lot, you're a wealthy guy. <laughs> that means you've got a lot of treasures. That means you're a very wealthy guy. What you got to do with that, what you got, I mean, you don't have to do it, but what, what, what you could do with that, what you could do with that is you could take a step back and say, okay, let me start making a list of all the things that make me crazy. This bothers me, and this bothers me, and this bothers me, and this bothers me, and then you get to work. Then you start getting to work. Yeah, good, Yehuda? Does that work? Yes, Ben. In regards to what you were talking about, as it's never the thing that happens that bothers right. you, it's right. how you interpret it. Right. Recently, I had a situation, and I hope it's okay to get vulnerable for a second. 
Um, but yeah, recently I had a situation where there's someone I'm exposed to on the daily, and I talked to them, and they said a story, and right, I was being respectful, I showed interest, oh, that makes sense, that sounds awesome. And it reminded me of something that happened to me, and so when I was saying my story afterwards, right, I waited, I said my story, and they just had this uninterested vibe the whole time, and then as soon as I was done, they just went straight to back to their story, like, oh, but my thing, this and this happened. And it really bothered me, so I was talking to my therapist about it, Tazami, and one of the things we were talking about, okay, the reality is they were uninterested. But then from there, there's three ways to look at it. Either was he uninterested in me, and then I take that as a lack of respect, and my reaction to that is anger, and oh, I'm gonna be uninterested in his thing, just to spite him. Or it's gonna be, well, maybe he was just uninterested in the topic, and if I look at it that way, ah, just doesn't bother me, I'll just move on. Or maybe he's just, too self-absorbed and interested in his thing Beautiful. and where the reaction is oh never i'll give him patience you know amazing wow thank you man oh beautiful 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 and i don't even know if it's nebuch nebuch that i'll have patience meaning we all we all uh you wanted him to listen to you yeah, you know what i mean so meaning you wanted the same thing that he wanted he just maybe you're just a better listener than him so he got what he wanted. You didn't get what you wanted. Yeah. But but uh, but that's beautiful. That's so true. It's great that you actually went to, you know, to discover that and went to your therapist to talk about that. So that means you were aware of the situation. You realized that it was something that bothered you and something that that you could do something with that. That's incredible. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for sharing that. Amazing. Okay. So as. Uh, as we continue, yes, Reb Zev. That what? Call all of them, yeah. The yeah. What can a person looks at an entire picture is nothing to judge about? Because you went to the whole person, you know you're perfect. Exactly. Meaning you're. But if you look at it in the picture, picture uh, you, 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 you'll start seeing he, he's not perfect. Right, because you're only looking at half a picture. Right, beautiful. True. Sure, yeah. 100%. 100%. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so with that in mind, let's learn the halacha. Uh, we're, lo- 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 we're learning about rechilas. Um, you're not allowed to talk to tell someone else about someone else. You can't say, oh, uh, did you hear what this guy said about you? Um, that is, that is uh, rechilas, because it causes two people to not like each other. Um, so who are you not allowed to say this to? So it says about any Jew, no matter what level, day 77, 196, no matter what level of Torah <coughs> they're at, says the Chavetz Chaim, Hilchus Rechilas Zion Beis, if an ignorant person of Torah, he knows nothing about Torah, talks negatively about someone, you're still not allowed to repeat it. And it is even a greater, it's even worse to repeat negative information spoken by a Talmud Chacham. For example, someone repeats to his friend, I heard Rabbi so-and-so say that you always instigate arguments. Right, so it's, let's say you hear that a, a Rebbe said something about you, so you're going to about somebody, and you say, oh, I heard this rabbi said this about so-and-so, 
Um, so it's terrible of Aaron to repeat this. Number one, because um, it is quite rare that a Talmud would speak against someone without a constructive purpose. So by blaming the Talmud you are you are speaking negatively, that he was speaking negatively, then you are um, putting the, the Talmud in a negative light. Um, number two, our Torah instructs us to support Talmud Chacham and to give them honor. It is therefore a, uh, uh, not good to do this because you'll cause someone to bear a grudge against them. Number three, it is known that a person will be most offended when told that a respected person, so it's even stronger if you tell someone that a respected person spoke negatively about him, therefore your words could cause much hatred and machlokas. To Tamachacham is the rub of a shul. It can even cause um, him to be fired, resulting in the loss of his source of livelihood. So not only do you have to be careful to, to be careful to, to pin someone to say, oh, so-and-so said something about you. If you say this rabbi or this rebbe said something about you, so then that is also something that is extra uh, negative for a person to do, and you have to be very, very careful. As he says, number one, because, because you, you can't believe it. Number two, we have to honor a Tamachacham, and it'll take away uh, that honor. And number three, you could cause, you could cause the, the Rav, or whoever it is, um, that people um, look at him in that negative light, and therefore it could be he'll get fired, and something could happen as a result. Okay, question, comments on that halacha, and then we will begin Misil Sisharim. Any question, comments on that? You good? Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be zocha to not talk any Lashon Hara, not hear any Lashon Hara, not speak any Lashon Hara, not be involved in any group of people who talk Lashon Hara or Rechilas, and Hashem will protect us and all the Jewish people for today and all days to be Shomer ourselves uh, very much from, from negativity from anyone, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay. Let us um, continue. It's actually the beginning of a journey in Mesil Sisharim because we're beginning... Uh, we started a little bit yesterday, uh, the beginning of Mishil Zisharim, which is very, very powerful. Uh, the beginning of Mishil Zisharim, as we said yesterday, um, writes that part of the foundation of a person uh, becoming a, uh, a Jew and becoming someone who is Bishlamus, which means that you live your life uh, in completion, is that you're able to complete your task in this world, each and every one of us, it's one of the things that we want to remember as much as we can, and that is that each and every one of us was put in this world and is put in this world for a very, very, very elevated purpose. Yerida Litzorah Chaliyah. Each and every one of us was placed in this world in order to accomplish so, so, so much. And the, the world that we are part of and the, um, the pressure and the, um, the brainwashing of the outside world to each and every one of us is, is that we are not so significant and that 
we don't really make a difference. And my life is not so valuable. And that what, what, what can I actually contribute to the world? Who can I be? How could I make such a tremendous effect on this world? And that's pure, 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 constant um, pushback against the, the ability for a person to recognize how powerful each and every one of us are. Now, I want to say something. You know, a lot of times a person begins in, with the, with, in mind to say, oh, I got to do these great things to become great. Great people become great by doing, like we spoke about this the other day, by doing the little things, by doing private victories. The private victories that a person does lead to public victories. And when a person recognizes and a person understands that the way that I'm going to build myself is inside out, which is leadership and being a leader, being in a, in a position of leadership is not a leader. Just because you're in a position does not mean that you are a leader. A leader is a leader, whether people recognize you or they don't recognize you. There are certain qualities that successful people have that are all across the board. The first thing, as the Mesil Sharm says so clearly, and this we all know, is for a person to have something clear about what your life is about. Clarity. Clarity and mission of what it is that I'm here to accomplish, both on the macro and on the micro, which is why am I put on this world? What am I here to do? Am I here to, to learn Torah? Am I here to do mitzvahs? Am I here to come close to Hashem? Am I here to, to amass amounts of money? Am I here to go to college? Am I here to have a profession? What is it that my goal is? And when you become 18, 19, 20, whatever it is, and, I'm, and I can't say this enough, I can't say this enough, the, especially where a lot of you come from, a lot of us come from a place of, of apathy. A lot of us come from a place where you maybe failed already, where maybe you weren't told. It's not like the, the, you know, a lot of us here necessarily are not guys who, who were, you know, put it, who were at the top of their class, at the top of their class in elementary school, the top of their class in high school, and, and they've worked and they're sort of being, um, being uh, groomed to be, you know, uh, this, this functional, successful, amazing, highly functional person. A lot, a lot of us have failed. A lot of us have been in circumstances where the, where the chips are, are down and where, where our life is not exactly where it is that we want to see our life. And what a person needs to do in order to have a great life, what a person needs to do in order to have a successful life, as the Masil Sharm begins and says, is it must start from a very personal, personal place where you sit and you have a dream and you have a vision and you have clarity and you say, this is the place that I want to get to. And you have it so clear, you have it so clear in your mind that this is where I'm going to get to. And it doesn't matter what this one says, and it doesn't matter what that one says, and it doesn't matter if the odds are against me. 
But if I have a clear vision of where I want to get to, both on a macro, when I say macro, that could be in five, ten years from now. But it could also be in this week. It could be in this month. It could be in this day. That I have a clear vision. And what does it say? Uli Yishrei Lev Simcha. Happiness comes with mission. Happiness comes with vision. Happiness comes when you have clarity. Amalek is Gematria Suffolk. The greatest thing that Amalek, which is, represents the Yitzhahara, is wants you to be not sure. I'm not really sure what I want. Do I want this? Do I want this? I'm not really sure. When a person lives in the world of, I'm not sure, then he's not able to move forward. He's not able to have that clarity. Um, so I, I really want to hear from everyone as well. I, I, I really want to hear because this is a very powerful, and as the Ramchal says, he says very clearly, he says, Which means every day of your life, every day of your life, you want to have in front of you clarity of what I want and how I'm going to get there, what are the steps I got to take, and I guarantee anyone, if you do that, you will get there. You will get to wherever you want to get to. Obviously within, within um, a normal range of something. But, but, but more or less, you know, I spoke to someone recently um, about, about uh, we were talking about finances, literally, literally came up. I spoke to someone about some financial advice. And, and he gave me some advice. And, 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 I, and I asked him, I said, okay, um, how long, because this is one of the things, I said this in the, in the, um, in the thing that I wrote in the, the article I wrote in the, in the newsletter about ask somebody, because a lot of times you know, people say, oh, I want to be happy. Okay, great. I decide I want to be happy. So the next question you've got to ask the person, how long will it take me to get there? How long do I expect for me, right, guys coming to yeshiva, Right? How long will it take me? Right? Ask ask somebody who's already there. How long do you project it for me to right? I suffer from anxiety. How long do you think it'll take me for, for not having anxiety? How many months, how many years, how many whatever? Why do you have to ask that question? Because if someone says to you, Oh, it's gonna take, you know, a week, someone says to you it's gonna take a year, it makes a big difference in how you can monitor how you're doing. Also, you're not going to get frustrated, right? If someone tells you, oh, it takes, it takes a year to graduate medical school, so why is a guy in medical school for four, for four or five years? But a guy knows, okay, it's a long journey. Uh, law school, how long does it take to finish Shas, right? Anything you're going to take on yourself, you have to ask yourself, how long is it going to take? So it's funny, one of the things, so just back to my story, so what happened was, I asked this person about a financial goal, and I said, how long do you expect? So he says, okay, he gave me a, like a five-year goal, a three to five years, but then he said something so interesting, and he says, the truth is, it really depends on you. He says, it depends on you. He says, if you really want something bad enough, he says, he was talking about himself, he made a certain goal within a certain amount of time, but he reached that goal earlier. Why? And this is what he told me. He's so right. The more clear you are on the mission that you're on, the more guaranteed that you will arrive 
at that place, and suddenly you'll see your whole life sort of pushing you in that direction. What happens is, haba letaher misayin oso. When you come to change your life, so suddenly all these things, what does it say? When the student is ready, the teacher arrives. People are waiting. Oh, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for this business opportunity. I'm waiting for this opportunity. Suddenly, when you're ready, the whole entire universe, Hashem puts into effect. That's how powerful we are. We're so powerful when a person says, I'm going to start beginning to be happy. I'm going to start beginning to learn Torah. I'm going to start beginning to connect to Hashem. Suddenly, all of these things, suddenly all of these things start opening up for you and all of these doorways and all of these new things start like we have so much control over our life it's scary and what the Ramchal says we're not even getting to the next step what the Ramchal says is one thing he opens up the book of life of how to change your life and the Silsi Sharm is the guidebook a guidebook how to change your life to the max and the first step he says is, and this is something that, that, is, uh, that goes on to all secular um, businesses and secular seminars, and everyone says the same exact thing, this one line. They spend, they spend their whole entire career on this one line, which is, Yisbarez, Yisbarer, Vihisamitz, Eitzel Ha'adam, Ma Chovaso Ba'olamo. What is it that I'm Olamo? What am I going to do? What's my mission in life? What am I supposed to do today? We all have, like we said the other day, we all have the same exact 24 hours. So why is this guy depressed and this guy's happy? Why is this guy successful and this guy's unsuccessful? They have the same amount of hours. They have the same tools. More or less, everybody has tools. Unless someone, let's say, you know, is, is really... Uh, mentally ill, or a person is really uh, physically ill, or something really off the the the, the misgaret, the framework of, of of all of us here. If you are a a half functional person, you have the same opportunity of everybody. So what changes? What distinct? What distinguishes this one and that one? The first step is clear mission, clear vision of what you want. And you could break that down to any level that, that it is, that anything. You could break it down to a relationship. I want to have a better relationship with this person. I want to change my relationship with this person. I want to X, Y, and Z. Okay, then you have to ask the person, how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take? It might take you six months. It might take you six years. Right? I told, uh, right? Well, someone, someone asked me advice in Shalom Bias. I said this. It says, how long do you expect that to take effect, and I said, uh, about 20 years. Okay, that's 20 years. Some things take 20 years. Some things take, you know, what do they say? You wanna talk, you wanna talk money, talk finances. Someone has a calculator here. We'll just do a quick financial um, composition, just finances. You guys are all young. I think they say, yeah, please. I think they say if you invest, I really should have prepared for this, because I don't know if it's gonna come out well. Over here. I think they say if you invest $200 um, a month times 12 at a, at a percent rate, you know, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Lee Nether, I'll get it. I'll get this because I really want to do this right. I remember I learned this from uh, in a seminar that I went to over 20 years ago from Tony Robbins. 
I remember this. And, and, and he said, I remember him saying this, you do the math on this, you do the math on this. If a person invests a small amount of money, a small amount of money every month, and he puts it in a, in a uh, I don't know, 5%, 7% um, stock, whatever it is, very easy thing. You do that for 20, in 20, 30 years from now, you'll have, just from that money, you'll have over, like, you'll have millions of dollars from that. Millions of dollars. It's not a... Right, so who's doing it? Right, exactly, right, exactly. So, and I would start now, talk about regrets. You know, talk about regrets. Thank you. I'll get the blue nether. I'll get the. $200 a I'll get the thing. You have to put. Right, right. I'm telling you. I know, I know. So, so, so here, so all the critics say, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm telling you, compound interest. Compound interest. Because what you do, all you have to do, again, that's why I want to get the exact numbers. It's not. Now, what, what separates. What's that? You believe I'm talking finances, right? What's the. What's the. What separates. Now, that's just one small example. We'll get all the facts for everybody. I've heard this, I heard it last night actually, I heard it on another thing that I was listening to, right? That people think, people think things are complicated. They're not complicated. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. It might be a little bit tough. It might be harder. It might take a little bit of, of, of changing your life a little bit, but it's not complicated. It's really not complicated. To be a happy person is not complicated. And I've said this many, many times. How many books have you read on happiness? Do you know how to spell happiness? Let's start with that. How many books have you read on happiness? None. How about this? How many books have you read on finances? People are like, ah, I want to be rich. What do you, how many books did you read about being rich? Have you read any books about it? Yeah, I'm going to invest with this guy. I'm going to invest with that. What are you talking about? Robin Hood. Okay, hopefully. That's not, the, the, the world is not, most people are not, that doesn't work like that. People want to know Torah, Torah, anxiety, whatever, choose anything, relationships, relationships. Oh, okay, Baruch Hashem, in this yeshiva, I could say the five love languages, and everyone's like, yeah, the five love languages are great. But do you know your five love languages? Do you practice them? Do you know what they are? Do you know your spouses? Do you know your parents? God willing, do you know your kids? It's, clar- it's not complicated. And that's what the Masil Sharm starts off with. The Masil Sharm starts off with is that if you have, and I want to say something also, for those who start getting nervous, and they say, uh-oh, it sounds like we're going to start, i got to start working hard. It sounds like i got to start uh, changing my life. You start getting nervous about changing. It means i got to this. It means what? And then all the triggers come up. You know what? So make sure you get focused on, am I enjoying my life. I got to work on enjoying my life too. Why don't you put that on the list? Why can't you put that on the list that I want to learn to enjoy my life? You're the one who is, you're the one who is living your life. You're the one who chooses how to live your life. Okay. Question comments. We're starting this. This is like the beginning of Masil Sharm. This is like, this is like everything. This is like life itself. Because if you don't have this, I don't know what you have. And I mean that. I'm saying that with confidence, and I love saying that. If you're not... No, you know what? I'll say this, and then I'll hear Yosef. I'll hear your question. If, if this is not guiding you, you know what? Let's start with this. Let me, let's, let me start with this. Let me start with this. Who is guiding you? Who is guiding you? Who's the person who is telling you... Who's your guide? Oh, I don't need a guide. I'll do it myself. 
No, no, no. Who's coaching you? Who's coaching you? Why, why is I understand if LeBron James needs a coach, you don't need a coach in basketball. What does he need a coach for? What is Michael Jordan? I'm sorry, talking about Spanish. My day was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan didn't win a championship until he had Phil Jackson in his life, who was a better coach. There's a book. You can read the book. It's called Eleven Rings. Read the book. It's a, I read the book. It's a great book about what a coach can do to the greatest player, to a great player. It doesn't matter your talent. Who's coaching you? Who's guiding you? Who's guiding you to tell you, you know what, take this step, take that step. And you know what I've seen? You know what I've seen? I've seen the great people. You know what I've seen? I've seen this, I've witnessed this, and this is the truth. The great people, people who are successful, who are becoming successful, are people who know how to be coached. If you don't know how to be coached, if you don't know how to listen to someone else. It doesn't mean, okay, yeah, I hear, I hear, I nosh from this one, and I nosh from this one. No, no, no. I'm saying you're able to take, there are people sitting here, you know, you talk to a, talk to a shy Furtick. Talk to a shy Furtick. Talk to a shy Furtick. A shy Furtick, I'm telling you, I've had experiences with shy Furtick, who's a, who's a capable, powerful person. A powerful, strong, smart, good-looking, Great guy. His success is, has become and will continue to become because he's able to, to, take, to take guidance. He's able to be machnia. It's like funny. Like the strong guys are able to be, to humble themselves and to say, tell me. And I see very talented people, very smart people, very uh, capable people who are not able to be machnia and they, and they, they can't get it together. They can't get it together. So those are the two things. Number one is, oh, so why was I saying that? Because when you have Nasil Zisharim, when you have people who are guiding you in a path, you have guiding you in a path, and you say, okay, what is, what is, what is forming my knowledge of life? Who is forming my, my hashkafa? I don't know, that's a scary word, because hashkafa, you get a hashkafa. I'm saying hashkafa, I'm saying it in the, in the actual meaning of what it means, which means my, my look at life, my look at this, right? Marriage, right? How many people, when they talk about marriage, talk about it in a positive way? I can tell you one thing. Every person who learned in this yeshiva, every person who's married in this yeshiva, laughs at the people who look at marriage and they roll their eyes. You know why? Because that's, that's, what we, that's the way we know the truth, because that is the truth. Because if marriage to you is negative, or marriage to you is secondary, or marriage to you is just a means to an end, then you're missing the whole boat of marriage. And, and it's like that with many, many other things in your life. That, that, that we have to reprogram our brain of where we're going and how we're going to get there. Okay. Please, question, comments. Yes. Why? Right. Mm. Mm. Great question. Great question, Rabbi Regensburg. How do you maintain your independence and at the same time your guidance? So the answer to that is, one of the answers is, get someone who guides you who knows how to help you be independent. Leaders create followers. Great leaders create Leaders, great leaders, leaders. 
Again, leaders create followers. Great leaders create leaders. So you want to get to someone who could help you understand how I could be independent and help me bring out my creativity. Right? They say the altar from Slobodka. You look at this Talmudim, you know, this one was this way, all the way from, from this end, all the way to that spectrum, different people. Right? It's one of the things that I love about our yeshiva. I try, I try, I try to be a leader, let alone to be a great leader. I'm, I'm trying. But one of the things I love about this yeshiva is that this guy could do this, this guy could work, this guy could learn all day, this guy could go to the army, this guy could go to the mirror, this guy could wear this, this guy, who cares? What does that have to do with anything? Be independent, be creative. But the guidance is for me to be great. You don't, want, you don't want someone to stunt you if you feel that the person who's guiding you is not tapping in to your, you know, Baruch Hashem. You could pick, you could pick something that for someone who feels right. It's like a therapist. You have a right therapist. I've told people to leave a therapist because they didn't feel that there was a connection. I've had people, you have Rebbe, Baruch Hashem, there are many Rebbeim. You gotta do what feels right. It doesn't mean that you are someone who if you find yourself always running away, if you find yourself running away, then you start saying, maybe I'm the problem. It's not the therapist. It's not the rep. It's not the, but take your time till you feel comfortable, <laughs> till the person you're listening to, it feels right, and you feel like they're guiding you properly. There's, there's so much out there. There's so much opportunity. So I don't think, if you find that someone's stunting you, then that's a, that's a great, that's a great you know, question. Why do I feel stunted by this person? Thank you, Rabbi Regensburg, amazing. Right, and it's hard. It's hard, it's hard, that was what I was saying, Shai Ferdi, Yehuda Mattel. You know, you talk about people, and, and you know, I even look at someone like Rip Simcharaba. Simcharaba Rabba's a Rebbe, he's a mashpia, he's a, he's a powerful, very powerful person. He's learning, he's learning himself about life. He listens to other people, he humbles himself. And I just want to say one yeah. of the most uh, meaningful compliments this... Uh, yeah, I gave... This, this, yeah. <laughs> so say it, say it. I was just, I was I, if you're comfortable, say it. I am, it. I, mean, it was, I, I told my wife before I told her anything that day, I said, I just need to tell you something, but I, I was with Rabbi Fisher and David, Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and yeah, I, I, I want to be a Talmud. I want to be a good. Well, say I'll tell you what I said to Reb Sim. I'll tell you what I, I, I said I about him. this when we started talking. I was like, oh, I wonder if you're comfortable sharing it. Is that can I, I can now I say? I, yeah, that wasn't my intention, but yeah. No, I, I said to her, I said, <laughs> Reb Sim Karaba is a, is a Rebbe. Reb Sim Karaba is a therapist. Reb Sim Karaba is changing people's lives in in many 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 ways. And I told. I said, and it's funny, I was, I was even, just to tell you, I was even, because you were having a separate conversation, I was waiting, and I said, maybe I'm not even going to say it, because I didn't want to break into the conversation. I waited. I waited till the end, and I said, Simcha Rab is a great student. He's a great Talmud. He's a great student. So great students are great teachers. And I can say this about myself. I'm, I'm saying this for real about myself. I'm a great student. I know that sounds like, wow, that sounded like Gaiva. But what I say is I mean that. I reached out to someone recently who's a Talmud of mine. I was telling you. A Talmud of mine who's, who's, 20, who's in his 20s. <laughs> and I reached out to him because he's successful financially. He's very, very well. And I helped him be successful financially. I, I guided him. I helped him. We used to talk about it all the time. And I needed something, not besides Baruch Shem. He gives a lot of money to Yeshiva Stam. I'm saying I wanted a personal financial advice. And I sent him a message, and I spoke to him, 
and I said, I need certain of your advice. This is what I was talking about earlier. And I'd like to have your advice and how I could do X, Y, and Z. Will you help me? He said, sure. And then I said, well, you know, and he sent me a book. He sent me a YouTube video. He sent me a Spotify thing that I already started, right? And I told him, this is what I said to him. And I said, I said, well, I want you to guide, will you help guide me for the next you know, period of time? And this is what he said. I, you know what? I'll send you the, I'll share with you the message that he said to me. He said to me, wow, like he was, he was, he was embarrassed. He's like, oh, Rebbe, like, because we switched roles for a second. But I'm like, I don't care. Well, I'm switching roles. What, I can't learn from some, I can't learn from someone who's 28 years old, 27 years old. Why can't I learn? So that's why I was saying I'm a great, I don't mean, if that sounded like ego, I'm a great student. What I meant is, is that I'll learn from, a, if, he, if that guy's got, got good stuff, why can't I learn from him? What, what am I, an idiot? What, I got to say, oh, no, well. Well, and not only that, he's a Talmud of mine. So what? Uh, he's a Talmud of mine. I'll show him. What am I, gonna show? I can learn from my kids. Why can't I learn from my kids? I can't ask my kids for advice and say, and say what, how do you look at it? You have a different perspective than I look at it? Why not? Why not? You become a genius if you do that. You know why? Because you get to learn from everybody. You're a genius because you learn from everybody. Right? Okay. Zel Chacham. I learned to call them. I didn't make that up. I'm saying, right, what did he write over here? Here. He wrote like, uh, he says, um, so great. He says, he says, uh, wow. He wrote wow in my note because I said, I want you to guide me. And he wrote, that's heavy. And I'm like, why is that heavy? So he writes heavy responsibility, right? Because I got to take care of Rabbi Fisher. I got to help her. So know what I wrote to that? Of course, I wrote, with great power, dot, 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 right? Because it uh, comes great, right? Spider-Man. I mean, it's before, it's before Spider-Man, but that's where, that's where the world learned that line of with great power comes great responsibility. Right, Rabbi Norton, you knew that before Spider-Man. You, right, you remember Spider-Man as a kid, but it's a different Spider-Man now. But anyway, oh, I can't wait to hear from Shua. Talk about power. Talk about power. Here's a guy. I told his parents. Look at this guy. This guy is sitting here. She was sitting here, and I'm, gar- I'm guaranteeing it already retroactively. This guy is changing his life. You know how you know, how you know he's changing his life? First of all, you can tell by talking to him. When a guy sits here, sorry, can I, can I get in there a little bit? When a guy's sitting here with a notebook, when a guy's sitting here with a notebook of life, 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 sitting here, yes, to your life, life. You're sitting here with a pen and a paper, sitting here with a notebook. Can I just say something? It's not complicated. Everybody makes it so complicated. It's not complicated. You sit, you have a notebook, you sit down, you take out a pen, and you say, okay, what are some things I've learned with this? And you do that every day, and you start saying, wow, holy cow, like, wow. Like, life can actually be amazing. Life can actually, I can actually become what I want to be. I, I didn't even realize that I could dream you don't even know that you could dream about life. So that's a person who is in such darkness, he's like, that doesn't even doesn't even know what life could be. Okay, sure, yeah, go. Um, I was once listening to a podcast and he was talking about the difference between influencers yes. and influential people. Nice. And it said influencers, they say, follow me because I'm perfect. While influential people, Beautiful. the mindset is follow me because I'm just like you. Wow. Wow, I love that. That's amazing. Could you send that to me? That's great. I hope to. I hope to be. I hope, I'm, I'm not. I don't even hope. 
to be an influential person. I'm just trying to be a person. <laughs> I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to be a like a, a good husband. Trying to be just like a good Jew. Just trying to be a good person. That's that's what that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Yes, Rabbi Small. Thank you. Sure, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, that he can or I thought he, I, I missed that. Right. That's like a philosoph. That's like a. That's uh, I gotta think about that one. I hear. I mean, a person can always. I mean, independence really means that a person can always make make a, a decision. Always can make choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm saying. I'm. I'm hearing the. Rabbi Small's a deep. Yeah, yeah. It's like the tree falling in the forest. I gotta think about that one. You're limiting. You're limiting your decisions. Right. No, no, no. In a good way. I'm saying you make yourself. Is that what you're saying? You make yourself. I think the Sasanis also has a lotion of livchar shalom livchar. You make your. You put yourself in a situation where you have, where you don't, where you're limiting your bechira. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. 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 Um, um, by asking advice, right, it would seem that I'm limiting my choices, but really that's, that's a very powerful decision. That decision is a great decision to make, right? To, to make a decision that I'm, that I'm leaving my, my life in, in your hands is a, is a strong decision that will avoid a lot of little Stupid decisions could be, yeah. Very good point. Okay, I gotta, I like that. Right. 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 Amazing. Thank you, Rabbi Swan. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Rabbi Small. Very, very powerful. Yeah, thank you. I like that. I gotta, uh, I gotta, yeah, gotta, gotta process that more. Yeah, beautiful. Yosef, yeah. I know, like, I've had this with Rabbi sometimes. <coughs> you know, let's say we're going with the muscle of Jordan and Phil Jackson, but we're in like different coaches and players and LeBron. Like, sometimes a good coach will also say, we'll drop a play and it'll be like, now you, you got, like, this is in your hand. You know, and like, of course, like, of course. Of course. Beautiful. 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 I'll tell you what I think of as you say that, that, you know, a, a great coach, it's funny you say that, Yosef, a great coach um, at, you know, with a minute left, you know, or whatever it is, you know, and, and, and the, the game is coming down to the wire. 
a good co- coach who has a good relationship with the player who's in the lead role will sometimes, they, they might argue and the, the player might say, you know, I'm, I, I got this one. And a good coach will be able to know, to say, okay, that's, that's who believes in his players, who believes in, in his decision making. Beautiful. I like that. And also, Rebbe was mentioned about processing. Like, I was just speaking to someone here who went through a family tragedy. Uh, and like, and um, he told me, like, processing something is a process. And, like, right? we were just saying, Takes like, time. Well, how long is this going to take? This and that. Right. But, like, you have to, like, join the process in order to process the process. Right. Beautiful. So, like, I like that. I like that. Okay. Shkoyach so, uh, Yosef again. Beautiful. It's so true. Thank you. Thank you, Yosef. Okay, as we, as we begin with the first, and, and we'll wrap up for today, but uh, if there's one thing we learn from this first line of the Mesil Tisharim, is Machovaso Ba'olamo, is uh, you can't do it too much. As Ramchal says in Derech Chaim, you can't ask yourself too many times. Of, of what am I doing on this planet? What am I doing today? What am I doing this week? What am I doing this month? How can I get more clarity of who I want to be, what I want to be, and how I'm going to get there? And the more a person does that, the more he will crystallize what he wants and who he is and where he's going, and more or, or less, it's guaranteed. It's almost like, like that is the recipe to get to where you want. And like we always say, don't worry about your past, don't worry about your future. The most important thing and really the only thing that, that belongs to us is the, the moment that we're in right now and the day that we have right now. Today is the only day that we can make a difference. The way to make a difference for tomorrow is have a great today because having a great today will help you for tomorrow. And the best thing you could do for yesterday or a week ago is have a great today because yesterday is gone. Uh, tomorrow is not here yet and yesterday is gone. There's nothing you can do. You're locked out of yesterday and tomorrow. But the best thing you could do is have and create an amazing day. Have a wonderful day, everybody.